Episode 5, Bitcoin White Paper, Part 2, Electronic Cash, recorded 8th of November 2019. This is Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your host Ferris, that's me, and Gordon from Coin Compass. We're Bitcoin advisors and educators supporting business and individual investors to safely buy, manage, and control their private keys, Bitcoins. Visit coincompass.com for more information. This podcast is strictly educational and is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Full disclaimer in the show notes and at the end of this episode. Before we move on, you mentioned electronic cash. So what's that and how is it different from normal cash? So before we understand electronic cash, I think we actually need to understand what cash is. And that's kind of taken for granted. So we believe that cash is in essence just the paper money or the coins that you have in your wallet and that you do use every day. Um, so there's cash and there's money and they're actually two separate things. I don't want to bore people with the details, but what cash is today? And if you can read your bank note or anything like that, um, it's actually a promise from the government that you're holding value. So if I were to walk into a cafe in Australia, in Melbourne, and it's a $5 coffee, I give them a $5 bill, they'll accept that because they know that that money is guaranteed by the Australian government. So I didn't just make up an IOU and say, okay, I owe you $5 for that coffee and give them an IOU and say, oh, I'm good for it. But what cash actually is, it's an IOU from the government itself that's providing that cash. They're saying that there is value behind this and that value rests on our government and our economy. That's the value. So I spoke to someone recently who, well, I didn't speak to him, sorry. I heard of someone recently who only uses cash and does not use electronic banking because he thinks that that's where the value is in the physical money that you're holding. But the thing is, it's the same thing. You're actually... If you're holding cash or if you've got money in your bank account, it's the same thing, just in a different format, in a different medium, because the entity that is responsible for that value is the government. That doesn't change. So if anyone here knows how bonds work, so a bond is basically, think of it as um, like you have shares in a company. A bond is like a share in a country. So right now, if you look at Germany, Australia, America, if you want to buy a bond, they would pay you a yield of say, it's around two to 3%. Now that's a very low yield. So if you put it in a thousand dollars, they will pay you $200 by the end of the year, just for holding that $1,000 note. Now, as governments get more risky, like you look at Italy, Greece, when their economies weren't doing so well, their yields went up to 20%. So the way that works is it's saying their economy is not doing so well. I don't really want to trust their government. So I don't know if I want to put my money there. So they've got to increase their yield just to get your money there. So the thing with cash is it's actually not a security. What it is, is a more, it's a token. It's basically something that we use every day to facilitate trade. So there is no long-term value in cash. Cash is actually designed to lose value because they want you to use it. So if you took a million dollars and put it under your blanket and didn't come back for five years, that million dollars would be worth a lot less because you are encouraged to spend your cash, not hold on to it. 
So that's how cash works is it's a utility. It's not actually an asset class. So we need to understand that's what cash is before we get into electronic cash. So when we think of electronic cash, we just think of, you know, the example we spoke of before sending money from one country to another. Now, the cash that I just described to you is known as fiat currency. So fiat currency is a currency issued by a country that's not backed by anything. A lot of people will be familiar with the gold standard where you could walk into the bank 50 years ago, you'd give them your $10 and they would give you the physical equivalent in gold. We don't do that anymore. All you can do right now is exchange cash for goods and services or into different cash. So electronic cash is different than paying with something online. Okay, that's great. But I have a $10 note in my wallet. Let's say it's American dollar. What's the difference between that and seeing numbers on a screen when I put in my ATM card? So between having money in your wallet and the balance showing up in your bank account online, there is no difference. That is the same money. It's just taken a different form. So I know of people who, for example, just deal with cash, only want to deal with cash because they think that's real money and they don't trust what they see online because they think uh, it's not in the bank. And if there's a bank run, I can't get to my cash. So I want to have cash. I'm the other way around. I very easily lose cash, put it in a pocket. Um, I go to get my keys, cash falls out. So I find cash more of a nuisance than I find the ease of transfer of money using my internet banking or credit card. It's just a personal preference, but there is no difference between having it in your hand and having it in your bank account. It's coming from the same place. It's coming from a bank and that bank is insured and that insurance basically comes from the government. So you're just still holding an IOU from the government that basically says we're good for it, be it in cash form or be it in electronic form. So this leads us to um, the key part in the second sentence of the abstract of the white paper. Digital signatures provide part of the solution. So what part of the solution does a digital signature actually do? So what is a digital signature? What does it do? A digital signature is on the surface the same as a written signature. The problem with written signatures, even if you sign them on the screen or on a PDF, is that they can be forged. A digital signature, which we shouldn't confuse with an electronic signature, is a term in computer science where firstly through mathematics, so if you're used to seeing the padlock when you do your internet banking, you see the HTTPS, that is actually using what is called a digital signature. And the key difference between that and a handwritten signature is you can't forge it. Thanks, Gordon. I do appreciate that. And I know as someone with an IT security background, you're itching to go into more details of how digital signatures really work, but we just kind of want to grasp the big picture here. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass or the Bitcoin Basics podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass or the Bitcoin Basics podcast will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies 
but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.